Hello, and welcome to Healing and Hope Through Grief. I am your host, Jody. I hope that you enjoy this series. This is my second recording based around a card that I received from Ape Man Strong. Today's message is all about being lifted. Who lifts you up? Who do you surround yourself with that helps you heal with support and love? How do you lift others? I've spoken a lot about grief and mourning and the difference between the two. Grief being what we think and feel on the inside, mourning being the outward expression of our grief. When we experience grief, we must mourn to renew our capacity to love. In other words, mourning brings healing. I've said this before, there is no way around grief. We must navigate our way through it. This is absolutely true, but I need to point out that having support, love, and understanding will help guide you. Only you can make your way through this sometimes very lonely, dark, and desperate path. But please know that having companionship from time to time as you journey is necessary. You need people to walk beside you and provide you with support where they can. When my daughter Sophia died, I needed so much to see and be around other people who have lost a child. I sought these people out. I needed to connect with them, see them. I was curious how they were surviving. I just needed people to walk beside me. But in this case, I also needed to meet some who were in front, so to speak, who were maybe, you know, a year or so into their journey. I remember connecting with another mom whose son had died and her son was close to the same age as Sophia when he had passed away as well. He died a year or so before her. We lived in different towns and, you know, I connect, I'm not even sure how I connected with her or how I found her. I can't, I don't even know. I think a friend of a friend and I connected with her and we made plans. We lived in different towns, like I said, and we met halfway at a Tim Hortons. I am not exaggerating at all when I say I was in awe of how I felt an immediate connection to her. She was a total stranger. This was honestly the first person that I had sat across from who had had their child die since Sophia's death. And we spoke for a long time. She truly gave me hope, hope that I could survive. I actually could live. Here she was sitting across from me more than a year into her journey after her son's death. And she was surviving and she was actually thriving She told me about a group that she belonged to of other bereaved parents. It was in another city, but I was determined to go. I needed to meet and to see these people. Sitting at that table during the meetings and looking around the room at all of them, I think there were probably about 12 of us, strangers, all of them were to me. I felt immediate connections. We shared different ways. We honored our children anniversaries that were coming up or had passed, struggles, and most definitely, hope for healing. I can honestly say that this time, 
that I spent with these people lifted me. Sharing your pain with others won't make it disappear, but it will, over time, make it more bearable. Seek out people who encourage you to be yourself and who acknowledge your many thoughts and feelings surrounding your grief. I've said this before, just please never hesitate either to seek professional counseling. This could be a very helpful addition to your support system. During a presentation by Dr. Alan Wolfelt that I went to a few years ago, I learned something very interesting that he brought to light for me that I believe to be so true. And that is, in general, you can take all of the people in your life and divide them into thirds when it comes to grief support. Okay, so one third of people in our life will turn out to be truly empathetic helpers. They will have a true desire to understand you and support you. They will recognize that you are the expert of your experience and they will be willing to be involved in your pain and suffering without feeling the need to take it away from you. They will believe in your capacity to heal. Another third will be quite neutral in your life in response to your grief. So they will neither help nor hinder you in your journey. And the final third of people in your life will turn out to be harmful to you in your efforts to mourn and to heal. These people are usually not setting out to intentionally hurt you, but they might judge you. They will try to take away your grief and they just might pull you off of the path to your healing. I've personally experienced all three of these groups And I cannot stress this enough. Seek out the first group. This will be your true and steadfast group. And it might only be one or two people. But that's okay. So they are the ones that don't judge. They don't need anything in return. The ones that walk beside you. Okay? So just please really try to be cognizant of who you are choosing to spend your time with. There are three essentials that you need to be cognizant of well as well when thinking about how others can help you in your journey. How can they lift you up? The first is embrace hope. These are the people around you who help you remember that life is worth living. They should bring a sense of calm and empathy and a feeling that you can trust in yourself and that you can and you will heal. Next is encounter the presence of your loss. This is essential to how people can help by understanding that you need to revisit and recount the pain of your lost of your loss. They encourage you and help you to tell your story. We've talked about that and about telling your story. They provide a safe place for you to mourn openly. In a sense, it's it's almost as if they invite you to take the grief that is inside you and share it. Honestly, how healing is that? Lastly, have companions on your journey. These are people whom suffering 
They affirm. They give you affirmation. Suffering can be affirmed. They are able to meet you where you're at, at that time, emotionally. We always say, or I do anyway, I always say, I wish I could take some of your pain away. And we say that to people that we care about and people that we see suffering. I have even said this to a total stranger on a Facebook post. (laughs) I am part of a group. uh, It's a private group on Facebook and it's called the Compassionate Friends. And it's all child lost to to cancer. So people who are part of this group have lost a child to cancer. I don't know. Personally, I don't know any of these people. But I consider them all of my companions on this journey. We all share a horrific commonality. And that's we, that is that we had a child die of cancer. And so on this platform, we do share and we do lift each other up. And honestly, I have gained strength and support from this group. So that all being said, I'd like to wrap this up with a reading which spurred this topic in the first place, and it's called Lifted. It's written by the president of Eight Man Strong, Adam Field. I was not always strong. I have not lived every day on top of the mountains. There were periods where I found myself in dark valleys, times that I was low, where I laid down in despair with no intentions of rising again. But each time, someone stronger than me came to my side. A friend, a brother, a sister, a parent, or even a stranger. And with their strength, strength, they pulled me up. They did not give up on me, and they raised me to my feet with their resolve and determination. They convinced me with their steadfast spirit to fight on, and had it not been for these people... I would not be strong now. I would not be standing in the place to put others up who have fallen. And these experiences have taught me that strength, that perseverance are meaningless if they are not used to allow others around me to be lifted as I was when I was so low. I truly love that. Let's lift each other up today and always. I hope in some small way this podcast today lifted you up.